the fantasy's finest fantasy football podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. Woo, baby. Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Man, let me start this off with, did you guys see my Cowboys get the dub? In Minnesota against the Vikings. Now, let me say this. I was not. I I was not excited for Cooper Rush to come out there and play that game. If you and this is why I tell you guys, y'all got to follow me on social media at hype underscore finest on Twitter, because I was definitely pro deck is going to play this week he's gonna play for week eight he's gonna play against the vikings you know we we all saw the clips coming out of him during the pregame warm-up if you were paying attention to the cowboys news leading up to sunday you know the reports were that they were going to try and work him and see how he was going to be during the pregame um during pregame warm-ups and see if he was ready to go i didn't see anything that looked like he wasn't like Dak prescott wasn't going to be able to play and I'm, I was like, for sure about it. Like I was putting up, we had polls on our social medias. You know, people were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dak going to play, Dak going to play. I put Dak Prescott in my lineups. I have him in four leagues. I have Dak Prescott in four leagues. And I for sure thought that he was going to play. I was like, man, I'm putting him in my lineup. You know, I don't, I don't really have a pivot. You know, if, if he don't play, I'm, 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 I'm up, I'm up a creek without a paddle. I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't think of anything <laughs> correct to say, but yeah, I was, I was basically stuck and I'm like, he's going to play and leading up to the game, you know, 90 minutes, well, maybe it was about two hours, maybe leading up to the game. Then it started getting quiet. Then you get to see the pregame warmups he was doing. And I didn't find out, and I'm scrolling through Twitter, like refreshing and everything, trying to make sure, you know, Dak going to play, Dak going to play. My neighbor, I can hear my neighbor through my wall. Yeah, Dak Prescott is inactive. He's not playing. And I'm sitting there like, nah, he got to be wrong. He got to be wrong. Let me check my, and then they started, the uh, notifications started coming through. Dak Prescott is inactive. I sunk right into my sofa. I was like, you know what? This is it. I'm going to lose this week. I'm going to lose my fantasy weeks. My teams that I had Dak Prescott, I'm going to lose. I have no, I had one chance and I went into my ESPN league where I had Dak Prescott and I went and got Daniel Jones and I threw him in my lineup. I was like, you know what? It's whatever. They got KC, KC going to blow him out. Daniel Jones will have to do whatever to get me this dub. And then I'm like, you know what? I have nothing to lose at this point. So while I, after I put Daniel Jones in my lineup in ESPN, I went to my other two leagues. And I say my other, I say I had four of them, right? I forgot about the one I had in Sleeper. But in my other two leagues, I had Dak Prescott in my lineup. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just see what happens. I t- picked up Cooper Rush, <laughs> threw him in my lineup. And I'm like, you know, whatever happens, happens. If I get the W, cool. If I don't, you know, it is what it is. I'll just have to go back to the drawing board next week. And sure enough, you know what? And I'm, I'm fast forward. I'm jumping jumping ahead because 
if you watch that game, there's no way that you can sit there and say Cooper Rush, you know, that he's that guy. You know, he's a backup, but he he played excellent because he didn't for almost three quarters. He was he was basically just holding piecing the game together. He did not look great. Then he came out of halftime and he threw that touchdown to see uh, Cedric Wilson. And the it was like, oh, snap. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. And then he threw that touchdown to Amari Cooper in the corner of the end zone. And Cooper caught it. It was, I was like, yes. Then I started looking at his totals. I'm like, he threw for over 300 yards? <laughs> when did that happen? But he got me to dub. All the leagues that I had to make pivots in, I won those weeks. Like, my whole week eight it was actually pretty good. Eight and two in my sleeper league, one and oh in my CBS league, two and two in my ESPN league, one and one in my Yahoo league, three and one in NFL, 15 and six for week eight. Shout out to Cooper Rush. He may never hear this episode, but yo, for week eight, you were my savior. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for helping me get the dub because it was sure it was sure looking tight. And Amari Cooper helped me out, too. But definitely Cooper Rush had more fantasy points. I went up against Jalen Hurts and I'm just being petty because, you know, I don't like the Eagles, but he outscored Jalen Hurts for fantasy. Crazy, right? You know, that's pretty crazy. But let me get into this episode, man. I just wanted to get that ran out the way. In this episode, we're going to be going over our week nine waiver wire ads and i got some more buy low targets for you guys so be on the lookout for that later on in episode you know we got a ton of news to go over with um where to start man like derrick henry's injury deshaun watson didn't get you know did he didn't get traded that's more off the cuff because there were there was a report from uh pro football talk mike florio and, you know, there was rumors coming out that Deshaun Watson was going to get traded. Uh, you know, there was conflicting stories left and right. I'm going to get this out the way and then we can go jump into the episode. Deshaun Watson was rumored to be ready to be traded. He was almost out the door. And the only thing that the Miami Dolphins and this is reported, you can check my social media as I retweeted some some of the stories. But the way it goes is that Miami their GM or their uh, official head official was like they needed resolution for Deshaun Watson's cases, you know, all the civil suits. So per the report, he was going to get those cases settled. Which we call it found out the the Houston Texans GM found out and hiked the price up. And that's all she wrote. The, the play was the uh, trade was dead. And it's like, how do you do that? How do you? And, they, you know, reports last week were that they had a uh, they had a deal set ready to go. Both both sides agreed on it. How do you renege on a deal like that? But it is what it is. It, it, it that, that that's that's bad GMing by Houston. But I, I won't get into that in too much detail because we don't, you know, we got to we got a time frame to stick to. But we're going to get into this episode. So, you know what you got to do? Follow us on social media at hype underscore finest. You can follow me, Jalen Ace underscore ECA four and Mark at McNucks. Follow the podcast too at fantasy, Fantasy's Finest on Twitter, IG and Facebook. 
Um, and make sure you hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify, Google, Apple, and all that good stuff. So without further ado, let's get into this news, man, because there's a ton of stuff to go over. News time. News and notes from around the NFL. All right, now let's get into it. Let's get this out of the way first. Derrick Henry went down during the uh, week eight game against the Indianapolis Colts. He is going to miss the next six to 10 weeks uh, per various sources. Uh, He went down with a Jones less Frank injury. Uh, Basically, uh, according to Jay Glazer, if you're not familiar with this injury, this is I I don't want to say the most popular foot injury as of late in the NFL. But if you know anything about foot injuries or have heard about it, you know, in your course of playing fantasy football, when this thing pops up, it's like, oh, man, he's not going to be around for a while. So uh, according to Fox Sports NFL insider Jay Glazer, he reported that uh, Derek Henry broke the fifth metatarsal bone in his foot, um, which prompted an MRI to f- check out the severity of the injury. And when they when they found out that is worse than what they thought, uh, he had to have surgery. So he's expected to miss the next six to ten weeks, six weeks being the earliest that he would be able to come back based on his recovery. Ten weeks being the maximum. Um, It was even thought that he was going to be out for the season because behind his injury. But apparently it wasn't that bad. But it also depends on whether or not the Titans end up making it to the playoffs. Uh, so you're looking at, I mean, for the fantasy season, he's probably done. Like he's not coming back. He might not make it uh, to the fantasy playoffs. So it's a tough, excuse the pun, not no pun intended, break. But you know, it's a huge loss for both the Tennessee Titans and fantasy owners managers that have had uh, Derrick Henry on their roster. So that's that's tough. I mean, he was able to finish the game at least, but. He had 28 carries for 68 yards, probably his worst game of the season. He was averaging just 2.4 carries, uh, 2.4 yards per attempt. So it wasn't his best game. He was obviously banged up. Um, and he was on pace to, it wasn't he on pace to break a, a rushing record this season. He was, he, he had a 937 rushing yards till this point. He was going to, whatever he's about to do, <laughs> he's about to get busy this year. He was another game. He probably would have cracked a hundred uh, thousand. Excuse me. He Derrick Henry is a monster. He's just he's a, a, a giant among men because you watch his games. He doesn't even look that fast. Sometimes he just glides down the down the field like it's nothing. But uh, the Tennessee Titans will have to make some moves, which they already did. They signed Adrian Peterson to the yeah right Adrian Peterson. I said <laughs> that's the correct. <laughs> they brought back Adrian Peterson and signed him to the practice squad. You know for his eventual ascension to the active roster once he gets up to speed. Um, Jeremy McNichols looks to uh, take on the lead role until maybe Adrian Peterson is ready and up to speed with the Titans offense. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, welcome back, Adrian Peterson. Moving along, the Falcons lose Calvin Ridley due to personal mental issues. He is out indefinitely. 
he tweeted over the weekend that he's taking time to step away from the NFL to make sure he has his uh, mental situation intact. Um, I, I don't really speak on this too much and I won't this time. So, I mean, taking care of your mental is very important. Um, it's good that he's getting the help that he needs and, you know, he could have been suffering in silence for an extended period of time. He already missed uh, another game earlier in the season beyond personal issues or personal reasons. So it's good that he's getting getting help and taking care of himself because, you know, it could have been worse. He could have acted out in a way where it could have been detrimental to himself. But I'm glad to see that players and other sports athletes are taking this uh, more seriously. So hopefully we get him back the rest of the season. But if we don't, hopefully he's able to come back at some point um, better than he better than when he left. Jameis Winston tore his ACL. He is done for the 2021 season. And the Athletics' Larry Holder doubts that he will be the starting quarterback in 2022. Um, and another bit of news, uh, Sam Farmer from the L.A. Times, he tweeted that Philip Rivers... Philip Rivers said that he hasn't heard anything from the Saints, but he would listen if they got in contact with him. Um, Trevor Simeon, remember that name from the Broncos? (laughs) He finished the game for uh, the Saints after Jameis Winston went down. Taysom Hill is still in the league's concussion protocol. Uh, That's probably going to be updated this week if he can come back. If he is able to leave the league's concussion protocol, He'll likely be the starter over Trevor Simeon, but Taysom Taysom Hill isn't, at least in my opinion, he's not a great quarterback, but he does give you some fantasy appeal because he's a dual threat, um, especially when you get into the red zone. So uh, you may be looking to get at him uh, in waivers this week. If you're in need of a quarterback, Taysom Hill, just keep in, keep in mind that he's still in the league's concussion protocol and uh, you know, if he's able to leave, he's going to be available. In other news, um, Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott says that D- tight end Dawson Knox is considered day to day. Remember, he injured his hand in week six against the Tennessee Titans and had to have surgery. This may open up a window to allow him to be able to play against the Jacksonville Jaguars in week nine. He has to get on the practice field and show that he's ready to go. So keep your eye on that as well. T.Y. Hilton is ruled out for Thursday night football against the Jets. He is dealing with a concussion, but it's too quick of a turnaround for him to be able to get ready. That means Michael Pittman's season continues, dog. So keep that in mind. Uh, Hilton will either be on your bench or on waivers. He just can't seem to stay healthy uh, so far this season. Matt Rule is hopeful that Christian McCaffrey, who's still dealing with a hamstring injury, uh, is able to play either week nine or really be ready for week 10. Um, Christian McCaffrey is eligible to come off the injury reserve this week and practice um, to get ready for the New England Patriots game. Uh, We've already said before, that Matt Rule has stated that he will not play Christian McCaffrey unless he's 100%. Um, he hasn't really played a game. He hasn't played a full game since week two. And if he can't go this week, Chuba Hubbard will get another start uh, for the Carolina Panthers. So keep your eye on that as well. 
James Robinson, the Jacksonville Jaguars running back, avoided a serious injury. He picked up a bruised heel and is considered questionable for week nine versus Buffalo. And I I need to stack these a little better because I probably shouldn't end this on such a sour note. But um, this news actually broke today uh, before I came on. Well, not before I came on. This broke earlier today and I added it to the news doc. But Henry Ruggs was involved in a big car accident in Las Vegas Tuesday, early Tuesday morning around 3 a.m. He is being charged with a DUI resulting in the death of the other person that was hit um according to the reports rugs hit the departed car the departed car excuse me um he remained on the scene where he was reportedly showing signs of impairment and was transported to the umc hospital to be treated for non-life-threatening injuries rugs faces a dui charge resulting in death which is a category b felony in nevada it holds a minimum of two years and a maximum of 20 years. That's insane. I, I won't speak on his professional career, we, but it looks, it's looking real bleak right now. Um, it's, that's a, that's a tough spot to be in. And, um, I don't know. I, I won't say anything else on that. It's just, that's just a crazy situation. Um, We'll see how it turns out as more news comes out and uh, which direction they end up going. But that'll wrap it up for the news. Now let's get into these waiver wires. Week nine through the wire. Okay, so because there have been a lot of injuries and a lot of players leaving or, you know, injury reserved is is getting packed out there. There's more opportunities for players to step up and take those lead roles. And hopefully that means more fantasy points for your teams. So we got to start off with the obvious one. Um, Adrian Peterson and Jeremy McNichols uh, from the Titans Uh, is I want to play it like this. And I've had this, not really had this discussion, but I've tweeted about it. And Jeremy McNichols has an opportunity to be the lead guy. um, And he has the ability to catch out of the backfield, which is good, especially if you're in PPR formats. I want to say that I think once Adrian Peterson gets involved, um, he's up to speed. He's ready to go. He's not, you know, he's not the Adrian Peterson of old. I totally understand that. But he does have an opportunity. He's going to get at least the first two down rolls and goal line work. Um, Even just last season, he averaged 3.9 yards per attempt um, with the Detroit Lions, 4.3 the year before with Washington. I mean, there's if he can show that he has something left in the tank, um, he might be viable, at least as a low-end RB2 or a flex option. He's going to get a ton of carries because they're going to run the ball. I don't know if they're going to be passing a lot, which is why I'm hesitant about uh, adding Jeremy McNichols this this waiver wire um, because he, they average about he averages about three targets a game. That's not enough for me. To, I mean, 
catching out of the backfield is cool, but you, I, I think you have to have more targets than that in order to be a high priority um, waiver wire ad, at least in that regard, because I feel like Adrian Peterson, once he's got the playbook down and he's ready to go, he's going to take that work from Jeremy. And that's going to leave Jeremy with passing down work. That's even if they decide to get him involved in that role, because you still have AJ Brown, you still have Julio Jones, you have Ferkser at tight end, you have maybe your third wide receiver, whatever, whoever that may be um, between Josh Reynolds and um, the other short young boy that's out there. So you, you have a lot of passing options and they don't really throw to the running backs like that. So I don't know. I, if it's me, I'm taking that chance on Adrian Peterson. I'm going to stash him, and then once he's ready to go, I'm going to chuck him in my lineup. I think McNichols is going to be a one- or two-week guy, and then he's going to revert to his backup role and let Adrian Peterson get the, the bigger yards or the bigger opportunity. And remember, Darrington Evans is already out for the season with a knee injury too, so it's only going to be those two guys. Maybe they do a 50-50 split. But I don't know if Adrian Peterson shows that he's got something left in the tank and he's really carrying the weight. I can't see Jeremy really carrying that big of a role outside of, you know, catching a couple of passes out of the backfield. Tajay Sharp is another guy you should be looking at to add this week. I think because of Calvin really stepping away from the NFL and Russell Gage not being targeted at all in week eight, zero targets the whole game. That's a that's a red flag for me. But Sharp saw six targets against the Carolina Panthers. I'm leaning that way. I mean, Kyle Pitts is probably going to be the premier guy. You know, he's going to be the guy that you hope that you had on your your uh fantasy teams because the targets are going to be coming his way. He's going to be the the number one pass catcher for the Falcons, I believe. But I think Tajay Sharp has a role to be uh carved out with the void that Calvin Ridley leaves. So Sharp should be a guy that you should be targeting um, this week. Jordan Howard and Boston Scott from Philadelphia. The Eagles finally get a W after a long stretch of L's and they ran rough shot all over the Detroit Lions. (laughs) Now y'all know the petty side of me was like, you know, I hope the Eagles lose. They get folded, but they finally decide to run the ball. With Miles Sanders out of the game, I I don't know what's going on through with Nick Sirianni's head, but we and I have to apologize too because Kenny Galladay, Kenny Gainwell, not Galladay, he's with New York. Uh, Kenny Gainwell, I thought was really going to have a chance to carve out a bigger role with Miles Sanders down, but they went with Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, um, and they really did damage. Both had twelve carries apiece. Both got into the end zone. Uh, multiple times. So I'm looking at targeting either one of those guys, uh, especially if you're in need of a running back, you know, depending on who you may have lost because of injuries. But those two guys should be running back options, at least until Miles Sanders comes back. So you may get about two more weeks out of them. And hopefully you start getting your guys back from injury reserve, like your David Montgomery's or your Clyde Edwards, Hilaire's um, players like that. Also keep in mind, too, that Nick Sirianni said that he he told reporters in an interview that they're going to go with the hot hand. Um, 
So that that does open up a path for both Boston Scott and Jordan Howard to be viable, um, at least as flex options. We're going to talk about some tight ends you might need to be adding too. Dan Arnold from Jacksonville. He's been quietly having a solid last couple weeks um, as a tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's seen five or more targets over the last three weeks, and he led the team in receiving just for the second time in the last three games. He's getting busy out there. Arnold was eighth in targets over the same span among tight ends. So if Urban's doing one thing right, he's getting uh, Dan Arnold involved. I'm looking I'm looking to grab him too this this week and whatever league I can get him. Hopefully none of my league mates mates is listening. They don't listen to my show. They tell you, oh, we don't listen to you. So I should be safe. <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking at Dan Arnold. He looks like to be a a solid option. Like I traded for Rob Gronkowski. He gave me a donut um for week eight. That kind of stings, but I'm adding Dan Arnold should make everything feel better. Another guy I'm looking at is Pat Ferrymuth. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers rookie tight end had a great week with Eric uh, Ebron out. He was dealing with a hamstring injury. Ferry move had a, took advantage of his opportunities with the Steelers offense this week, saw seven targets, four catches for 44 yards and a touchdown. And he had a nasty grab in the um, end zone. Was it the right side? He juggled it a little bit and caught it between the defender. It was nasty. Nice. But um, he finished as the tight end three for week eight. And the Steelers are really trying to get the ball out of Ben Roethlisberger's hands because that deep ball has not been working for him. He's just uh, 25.8%, let's say 26% completion rate on the season. That's ranked 31st among quarterbacks per fantasydata.com. So, yeah, they they doing quick hits instead of just trying to launch it downfield because Ben – has been struggling. But, yo, those are my picks for this week, man. So, hopefully you get one of those guys. Boost your fantasy team. You know, got to look out for you. That's why I appreciate, you know, and I appreciate it. Why am I talking about? But hopefully you get the guys that you're targeting for waivers. Let me know. Is there a guy that I didn't mention that you're looking at to add this week? Let me know. On Twitter. <laughs> but let's get into some of these buy lows, too. Now, the first guy I got to talk about is Mike Williams, because he's been struggling the last couple of weeks, whether it's been Justin Herbert or the play calling or him just not getting enough work. He's seen just five targets apiece over the last two games. He's been held under 50 yards after a very, very hot start. I'm not sure what's going on with Justin Herbert and the Chargers offense like they've been struggling the last two uh, last couple of weeks. They got stomped out by Baltimore. Then they came, They had the bye week, and then they came out of the bye and got clapped by the New England Patriots. Now, I was watching, um, was it NFL Live on ESPN, and they were like, you know, the Patriots were ready for them, and, you know, they had run, they've been running a lot of man looks up until they played the Chargers, and then they were running a lot of zone, and it confused Justin Herbert. And I'm like – you got to be prepared for that because, you know, that's that's Bill Belichick. There's <laughs> not many teams that's going to be, uh, you know, putting up, not putting up, not putting up numbers, but, you know, doing real damage. He prepares 
as best he can to put his players in the right positions, especially for the defense. You know, that's been one of the crown jewels for the Patriots team for years. So that's just something you figured they would have been prepared for. But whatever the reason, Mike Williams is catching the brunt of it, and he's not been having the the fantasy season that he started out with so far. So if you can, you know how you know how I get with this part. You know, that's why I do the swindlers list. I got to get back to that because I haven't done that in like a couple weeks. That's my fault. But that's why I do the swindlers list, because now's a a good time to try and edge in and get Mike Williams on the low because he's been struggling. Another guy who's been struggling is Antonio Gibson. Now, I know this firsthand because I have him on a couple of my fantasy teams and he it's it's because of Taylor Heineke. He cannot move the ball like like he should be, not like he should be able to, because he's a backup. Let's be real. Taylor Heineke is a backup quarterback. He's not good. You know, a lot of people were excited about what Washington was able to, what was Washington's potential was because of what Ryan Fitzpatrick brings. And not saying that he's great either, but you know that he's a gunslinger. He's going to throw the ball all over the place. He's going to create opportunities to be able to throw the ball downfield, big yards, et cetera, et cetera. And what that could do is open up running lanes for your running back in Antonio Gibson. But I have another bone to pick with the Red. uh, I was about to call them the Redskins. That's so hard to just get that out. They've been the Redskins for so long. They need to give them a team, a team name like by now. But, you know, Dan Snyder going Dan Snyder. But another bone I have to pick with, the Washington football team is that Ron Rivera refuses to give Antonio Gibson targets out of the backfield. They've been giving a lot of work to JD McKissick, which makes him more fantasy viable in PPR formats. But Antonio Gibson, if he got that, you know, those extra targets that they're giving to McKissick, he'd be more fantasy viable because he's not getting into the end zone because the Washington team's not putting up points. So it's causing Gibson to struggle in that offense. You know, he can't even be touchdown dependent because they're not getting to the end zone with regularity and they're not putting the ball in positions or they're not putting the team in positions to score when they're down there. So it's just watching Antonio struggle. Antonio Gibson struggle is very frustrating at this point. Another running back I got to put up here is DeAndre Swift. Swift's been struggling the last couple weeks. He's not been having an overall great season on the ground. He's killing it through the air. And, you know, the Lions are going to give you a ton of garbage time points throwing dump offs to DeAndre Swift as they try and make an attempt to uh, catch up. But Swift so far this season is not giving you what he needs to on the ground um, to go in concert with what he's giving you in the passing game. He's averaging either he's averaging about three point seven yards or less over the last three weeks. Not a good start. And he's not getting a ton of carries um, with Jamal Williams there to begin with. So you want you want him to give you as much as he possibly can um, on the ground to go with the passing work. But it's just not happening. So uh, you might be able to swindle somebody out of DeAndre Swift. I would at least make the attempt and see what you can get for him. He's been kind of up and down outside of that three game stretch between weeks five and seven. He had twenty two point four fantasy points. In week five, you know, it's tw- uh, the next week is 17.7. Then the week after that, he had a big game, 28.4. And then last week against the Philadelphia Eagles, 
he dropped all the way down to 8.1. So maybe you can get some kind of, you know, maybe the fantasy manager is frustrated a little bit because he's been a little up and down. Um, but I, I make the attempt, try and get him and see what you can get. Maybe give up a premier wide receiver or, you know, somebody that's been hot right now that you feel like you could flip to get DeAndre Swift on your team. Now, here's a name that I didn't think I would ever have to add on here, but Travis Kelsey. I know y'all watched that Giants game last night. (laughs) That was something to see. Not the greatest performance from Travis Kelsey. It might be something going on where him and Patrick Mahomes are not on the same page for whatever reason. Um, I can't really explain it myself either because the targets are there. You know, he's getting a ton of work like week, week three against the Chargers, 11 targets, uh, week five against the Buffalo Bills, 10 targets, week six against Washington, 11, 12 against Tennessee the following week and then drops down to seven. But he's getting a ton of targets. He's getting a lot of work, but he's only got four touchdowns on the season. He's had he's got 27 yards just last uh, week, eight on seven targets. Like, I know Patrick Mahomes has been struggling, but Travis Kelsey, who's normally consistent, hasn't been that over the last few weeks. You know, 23 yards in week four, 57 yards in week five, 99 in Washington, and then back down to 65 and 27. So, Travis Kelsey, you, my man, are on the list. You are on the list. So, I mean... People are very big into names, so I think you'll probably still have a, a, a trouble trying to get Travis Kelsey away from a fantasy manager. Um, like in my leagues, a lot of guys are big on, you know, names and name value and et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of hard to pull off trades with certain people because they'll be like, oh, well, Travis Kelsey is he's a number one tight end, but he's not a number one tight end right now. His value is going to change from week to week. And on a season, he's not doing very well or he's not doing as great as he normally would. So it's just something to keep in mind. I always try and take shots at certain players and see what happens. Try and open up negotiations and see if I can get a guy um, to uh, give me a give me a player that they may have soured on because he's not producing like he should or has. And another guy I'm going to throw on here, Dalvin Cook. And I know what you're thinking. Yo, Dalvin Cook, he's a a premier running back. Yeah, but he's struggling too. He's only got two games on the season, over 100 yards, rushing. 78 yards against the Dallas Cowboys in week eight. He's been dealing with injuries. He's missed a couple games, and especially against the Cowboys. And this is my squad. You would think you would get Dalvin Cook involved enough in the passing game where he's just lethal, even if he's not getting in on the ground, which he was, he was averaging 4.3 yards a carry, but they gave him two targets. How do you give Dalvin cook two two targets and you're not running away from the game? Like Kirk cousins in prime time reared its ugly head again. So I, I don't understand it. Dalvin cook will probably be the hardest to try and get him and Travis Kelsey because they're such big name guys. And it's like, what what would you bring to the table to try and get those two guys? But whatever you like, I'm keeping them on the list for this week. Like Dalvin Cook is a guy that you'll probably have to like 
pulled on a silver tongue to get a fancy manager to give him up and, you know, hope for the best the rest of the way. <laughs> but Dalvin Cook is on the uh, the buy low list. That game, uh, like I said, he's only had two games over 100 yards rushing. And there's, they seem to be taking away the targets from him out of the backfield. Uh, yeah, he just has seven targets in week one and six targets in week four when he came back. Other, outside of that, he's had three targets or less in every other game that he's been in. So they're not giving him the passing work, which was weird because they lost Irv Smith. Now, the, the, kid, the kid K.J. Osborne has been coming along, so that's nice. But I still think you involve Dalvin Cook in – the passing game for the Vikings. Like it just makes sense to do that. But that is it for this episode. We are done. So it's time to shut it down. Make sure you head over to the fantasiesfinders.com and check out our latest episodes of our podcast and our latest articles that will be dropping this week. Um, and also make sure you follow us on our social media, stay up to date with whatever news is going on around the NFL. We got you covered. So Follow us on the, on Twitter at Fantasy's Finest. That's where we do most of our news drops. Um, we got nice uh, edits on Instagram and Facebook, and you can join our community there uh, at Facebook as well. Um, and talk some fantasy football with us. You know, we always encourage people to come on and talk shop with us. And um, I think that's it. So let's wrap it up. We will talk to you guys in our next episode. Stay tuned for more, and we appreciate all our listeners as always. So be safe out there and take it easy. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter too at the Fantasy's Finest. See you next episode.